Welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Viva and Oscar, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. Right, and let's wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever been less in the mood to record a podcast. No, probably not. No, it's fine. We we can get into it. The anxiety scale will help us. It will. How are you feeling today, Molly? Um, I was feeling quite anxious, but... Why break the habit of a lifetime? <laughs> I know. I just, I got back from being away for 12 days, mm. and then I got, I just sat at my desk and I went, oh my god, all those things I haven't done for 12 days are still there, <laughs> and worse. Yeah, it's upsetting they struggling. don't do themselves. I know, it's really annoying. So I've been panicking a bit the last couple of days, and my problem today was... I didn't have a shower until just now and it's four in the <laughs> afternoon. And I think you can't have a good day if you don't start it with a shower. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good start to a day. What happened this morning? That you, were you just like, no time for a shower? Yeah, because we'd got back really late, got to bed at about one o'clock on a school night. That is just, late. Yeah, that is late. And then I needed to go and get Winnie because we'd been out late. So Winnie wasn't was at my sister's oh I see and I missed her so I had to get <laughs> up early to go and get her and but on my way out the front door this morning I, mm. I thought this was going to be the best day ever because I shut my front door turned around and a kingfisher appeared about five <gasps> meters in front oh, of me in nice. the garden and I, I'd never seen a kingfisher in the garden before and it stopped and I was like oh my god this is amazing it's this a is sign a sign of a great mm. day but it wasn't it was just a kingfisher <laughs> <laughs> oh nice day yeah, how's your day been? Fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have nothing to say about my day. It's been such a normal, boring day. Mm. I've just been packing up orders and doing emails and boring uh, admin tasks that we have to do. Fun. Lovely. Mm. Should we just dive into the anxiety scale then? You're going to complain, but I think you should go first because uh, you suggested this anxiety scale and I didn't really know what it was. So I think you need to demonstrate and then I can just check while you go through yours that mine's not totally wrong. (laughs) Okay, so this week's anxiety scale is Penny Sweets. But B said she didn't know what Penny Sweets was. And then when I was researching them, I figured you'd probably just know it as pick and mix. Oh, yeah. Because when I was little, we had, uh, there was like a tuck shop, it was called, at my school. Mm. And you got a little paper bag. And you went along. at your school? Yeah. Sweets at the school? After school. It was like an after school tuck shop. And you went, I loved it. And you went along with your little bag and you, yeah, you scooped up your various different sweets. But they weren't all a penny because obviously you've got your massive ones. They're like, sometimes they go up to 5p. So I think probably... We should put a disclaimer here that maybe in the past, sweets might have been 1p and they're probably not anymore. No, I don't think any sweets 1p anymore. Yeah, it's just pick and mix. I was just way... I was living in the past. Okay, fine. Okay, that's fine. I understand that more. (laughs) (laughs) You can still go first, thanks. Okay, so when I was younger, we had a post office next door and we could go around and they had about... 
Mm, 10 different types of sweets in jars. That's not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, but it was a village store. So mm. it was very... And also, we didn't have to pay with money. They just wrote it down in the book and then our parents would pay at the end of the month. <laughs> and if they weren't, if it wasn't open, we'd just go in the back door. If they were out, we'd just write it down in the book ourselves. Oh, that's very, that's very honest. Yeah. They had yeah. to just trust the people of the village. Oh, no, no. It was, it was, I think it was only us that were allowed the key. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because you had to walk through their whole house. I mean, your parents' house is very close to the post office. So, yeah. yeah. You can see why you were the only ones with the golden ticket. It was wonderful. <laughs> but I was only allowed 70p worth of sweets on a Saturday. That was probably quite a lot of sweets, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Get seven Freddos. Yeah. It's quite a lot. Are all of your things things that were available in the post office, in these ten jars? No, two of them are. One of them is not. Number ten, hmm. my best day ever. You couldn't get there, I don't think. Oh, no. Um, blackjacks. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> is it licorice? <laughs> yeah, licorice. Oh, God. You like licorice. No, no I like don't licorice like tea. licorice. Licorice tea tastes nothing like licorice. But probably That's because wrong, it it's does. got... No, it's got lots of other things in it, and I think that marks it out and gets rid of the nasty licorice. Oh, I love it, honestly. So, you know, there's some... a milk. That's going off topic, but a milkshake uh, brand, Shakeaway, you know, they just make milkshakes. Yeah, you haven't had a licorice one, have you? A blackjack Shakeaway. So they put the blackjacks in, and then some ice cream, and whiz it all up, and it's a licorice milkshake. It's my favourite thing in the whole world. My God, that sounds so horrible. Um... <laughs> What is a blackjack though? What's it it's look like? It's like um, it's wrapped up. You know, um, fruit salad—the sweet that's wrapped up and it's like fruity flavored. Not really. Are you gauging that I didn't really eat sweets much. <laughs> You're so <laughs> lame. So blackjacks and fruit salads often come together in a packet. Says so the fruity one, and they're all, they're wrapped in paper individually, neatly folded like a. Very gift. nice. And and it's just uh, blackjacks, just licorice, chewy, loveliness, lovely. Okay, we'll agree to disagree there. Um, and number one, my worst day ever would be, and I, I love all sweets, so I'm not going to not eat a sweet, but <laughs> jelly babies. Oh, what? Really? They're, they, they're so sweet. They like they hit the back of my throat. I feel a bit sick. Oh, I like a jelly baby. Mm, I'd still eat a packet of them, but I would never pick them first. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, and then today, I am a sherbet lemon. I, ve- I, I saw that. Basically, I was so confused by sweets, I had to Google penny sweets. And I saw that on the list, and I thought, that that was nasty. I didn't like this. <laughs> um, it didn't make it onto my scale, but if it had, it would have been a two or a three. Okay. So what are you saying? Well, I think you rate it higher than me. I think you've probably put it at a six. No, I put it at a four. Ah, okay. I really like it. It tastes nice. I love the sherbet, but... Without fail, as you suck it, it will crack and then it will cut your mouth. And I don't like that. Mm, yeah, not nice. No. You'll go. <laughs> I'm intrigued. You clearly are not very well versed. Your tuck shop was obviously very poorly stocked. No, the, the school tuck shop was amazing. There was lots there. You I didn't have I, blackjacks. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have had them. I've never liked licorice. Licorice tea is something I only started drinking maybe five years ago. And yes, I really like it, but I still don't like licorice. Does that mean you don't like aniseed? Horrible. 
Well, see, aniseed balls or aniseed twist were almost at number Horrible. 10. Horrible. Anything put... aniseed or licorice is no. the best. Okay, so number 10. I love these so much. Parma violets. They're so controversial. Uh, yeah. People hate them because they no, basically like do them. taste like perfume, but I love them. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put them at 10, but I, I like them. They're middle of the road for me. The, the thing about them I really like is that they're really small. So, like, you just you just get, like, that little punch of flavour. And then... That's not a good thing. I want lots of sweets. <laughs> Why is it a good thing that it's small? Um, Number one on the scale is very much the opposite of your ten. I've put licorice wheels. Oh, they, that's oh, the licorice, like, them. rolled up. No. I know it. What? I, you don't have to explain licorice to me. I know Horrible. No. Horrible. Lovely. And I like the way with them, the good thing about them is you peel them <laughs> into a long line and then eat them. You can't just oh, bite into it. That's just horrible. No. No. And then today I've, I've rated myself as a friendship ring. Oh, a Harry bow ring. Yeah. Well, the website I was on said it was specifically called a friendship ring. But um, yeah, Harry bow ring thing. Well, they're, I mean, I love all sweets, but they're not the best. I'm putting that at like a three. I rated it out of four. Oh, really? They're so nothingy. I, I just quite liked them. Okay. Also, I was really confused by this scale. And um, <laughs> I, if you said pick a mix, I definitely would have come up with some better things. There. Oh, no. It's okay. I probably would have put jelly sweets, jelly worms at a four. Mm. Because they're, they're, better, they're definitely the better jelly sweet of the two. Lovely. Oh, I love a fried egg jelly sweet a bit chewy those. oh no i like them how do you feel about oh, flying sauces a uh, bit nothing but i do love sherbet <laughs> how do you feel about flying sauces come on let's dig deep here no i don't really like them i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't pick them Good up chat. in the tuck shop but they were more <laughs> expensive in the tuck shop than other sweets actually because they were slightly bigger mm, yeah but full of air yeah exactly not worth the 2p no or three whatever they were Anyway, mm. lovely. Quite an enjoyable scale at the end. So much saliva in my mouth right now, I don't know <laughs> how I'm going to continue. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about commissions. We did get quite a lot of questions for this, opposed to how many questions we got for newsletters. So we're back in business. And I know nothing, so B is going to lead the whole next 15 minutes. That's not true. You've done commissions before. Yeah, uh, just not again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right, let's, let's jump into the questions. How do you price your commissions and know how to charge correctly? This is, I think, something that comes with time and mm. practice. And the more commissions you do, the more I think you actually evaluate how much they're worth yeah because definitely when I started out doing commissions they, they were definitely underpriced mm. and then obviously you've got to work out how long it takes you and and also what the final product is because you're gonna then take into account the materials for that mm. yeah I guess with you you've got a few listings on your shop that are commissions you do regularly so yeah wedding portraits house do you do house portraits Wedding venue yeah. portraits. The wedding venue is like one of my most popular listings. 
Yeah, and because you've done that a lot, you'll know roughly how long it's going to take. So you you have a set price for that. Where if someone said, can you draw my whole family in a hot air balloon? You'd be like, oh, okay. And then you'd have to really work out how long that would take. And that's why commissions are so hard because you just don't know a lot of the time. I think if it's a commission like that and it's something you're being asked to do that you've never done before, mm. it's okay to admit that you might have lost some money on that. Because you, you might really want the job and you might just come up with a figure and then because you've not done it before and you don't know how long it's going to take you and you have to sort of guess, mm. might take you longer. And then you might end up realising you underpriced yourself. But then that's why I say you'll learn for next time. Because you'll go, okay, I need to charge more for that. Yeah, but then as someone that's always underpriced commissions, (laughs) you give them a price. You know really you should charge more, but you're scared that they're going to turn around and say no. So you give them a price, you've way undercharged, and then for the next four to six weeks, you're, you're just hating it because you're thinking, I'm not being paid enough for this. You resent it. So maybe you should overcharge, err on the side of overcharging. And then you could always say, oh, actually, it didn't take me so long in the end and charge them less. I think there's no harm in saying, being honest and saying, I don't know how long this is going to take. I'm going to charge you £2,000. It might be less, but I'm just going to tell you that in case it does take as long as I'm dreading it will. And FYI, I've never charged £2,000 for a commission. If you're thinking, oh, I'm way undercharging. (laughs) I have not either. I have charged four figures, but not as much as £2,000. Mm. Okay, the next question is, do you have a list of things to consider when pricing up a commission? We sort of covered that, because it's it's time, it's materials. It's like, do you need to go out and do research? So I've had commissions before where um, I did a map for Sydney Gardens in Bath, mm. and I had to take into consideration like um, visiting the park, spending time in the park, taking photos... And then for that, I had to charge things like transport, yeah, time in the park and photography and then and research time. Yeah. Whereas whereas some things you don't need to do any research at all. If someone just gives you a photo and goes, can you draw that? Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to think about that. So it just totally depends on the commission. Yeah, definitely. And also like some people come to you and go, I want this kind of thing. I'm not quite sure. And you end up doing the design process, which can go on forever, which I think we'll talk about in a bit. Like mm. the the to and froing with the design, but if they yeah if they literally give you a design they're sure about, you know that's probably not going to take as long, and you'll know what you're looking at. How much direction slash detail do you expect versus creative freedom? It really depends on the job, right? I think because I'm I haven't had any training on in doing commissions. I don't really enjoy commissions that much. Like when someone just says to me I trust you I like your work this is roughly what I want go for it they'll get a way better result than someone that is constantly emailing me asking me to change things Mm. they're making me nervous by how many demands they have and I'm trying to second guess them and I you know I just don't make as good a work when it's like that I quite often say to people, this is going back to the wedding portrait again but that sometimes they'll send me sort of three photos and maybe they'll have an idea of what they'll want. And I always go back to them and say, this will make the best portrait. Because mm. I, I just know by now what works mm. and what doesn't. Like, sometimes people will have, like, a really long uh, venue where it's, like, a barn, a house, a teepee or whatever. And I'm like, if I draw that on a landscape piece of paper, you're going to have yeah. blank space, 
blank space. So can we just have the barn, then we'll fill a whole page. And like quite often people just trust trust me now because they're like, yeah, it's fine. You gotta sound like you know what you're doing. If exactly. if you sound unsure, they're not gonna have You faith do in also you. get the odd slippery oh, customer yeah. who just really knows who thinks they really know best and they're like no yeah. I want it all put it all in and then you draw in and you know it could be better but if they're happy then I mean the customer's always right is apparently the saying which I don't agree with but there you go <laughs> <laughs> right do you find there is extra pressure with commissions yes, yes. <laughs> and that is why I don't do them anymore. Well, yeah, there, there definitely is because when you're just doing work for yourself, there's no one who needs to approve it or say, "Yeah, that's fine." Apart from you. Yeah, but the good thing about commissions and the reason why I used to do them is guaranteed income. Like when you're a creative business and everything's a bit up in the air about where your money's coming from, it's more guaranteed work. You know what you're getting. Like when I make artwork, I have to have faith that people will buy it. Where mm. someone's asked me to make this artwork and they're paying me to make it, so therefore it's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, how should we approach you if we're not sure we'll be able to afford you? Yeah, I think just ask. Yeah, because you, you never know. And it, it's, there's no shame in saying, oh, that's out of my budget, I'm sorry. Because yeah. everyone's got a certain budget for things. And unless you ask, you won't know how much it's going to cost. I feel like this is really interesting. This is, I haven't read the questions because I never do. But this is the first time you've had a question from one of our listeners who maybe isn't a... An artist themselves. Well, maybe they're an artist, but maybe they don't sell their work. Mm. I'm not sure. But an uh, interesting perspective. Yeah, I can see it would be worrying because then you don't want to offend the artist by going, oh, actually, no. But just saying, like, oh, that... I really like your work, but that is out of my price range. Thanks for quoting me anyway. It's not going to annoy anyone. I've had people ask me before. Oh, same. And say, sorry, I can't afford that. And that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. For me, if someone says actually no, it's such a relief. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone uh, doesn't know by now, Molly doesn't like commissions. Don't ask Molly to do a commission. (laughs) I did not. Did I not say to you, B, never let me do a commission. I don't care. Who asks? I'm not doing it. You have done one since you told me that. No, I haven't. That was the one that put the nail in the coffin. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Never again. I guess we'll talk about that. Maybe after the questions. Our worst commissions. That is a question. Oh, but there we go. We'll come on to it. Should we do that now? <laughs> well, actually, the question is, what's the weirdest commission you've ever been asked to do? But it could be weirdest slash worst. Okay. You go Do you want to go? Oh, no, okay. you go. You've got an answer prepared for this. Well, I can't, I'm still under contract, so I can't say what it is. But picture one of the biggest British institutions there is, and they come to you and they say, hey, do you want this dream commission? You might not get it, you're against other artists, but if you do get it, it will change your life and there's never anything bigger than this kind of thing. And I thought, I don't like doing commissions, but I can't turn this down. It's the no. best thing I'll ever be offered. And then I had to move a print release because they were like, and we need it next week. And then I got COVID. And then I had, <laughs> had to work really hard through... time with this commission. <laughs> I had to work through the COVID, give myself quite quite long COVID. I wouldn't say properly long COVID, but it was lengthy COVID. Mm. I had to work through it. It was awful. Every time I sent them a design, there wasn't like, well done. It was, <laughs> um, no, this is wrong and this really isn't what we're looking for. And it just ended with me literally in tears on the phone to them going, I can't do this. This is awful. And then I didn't get through anyway and got kicked out. 
<laughs> I came third. I came third, but still awful. Yeah. And I said, and I, I honestly like it. It ruined my brain, my health, and it only went on two weeks. And it was actually a six-month project. And thank God. But I, I really do through. think it was. Um, it was a good thing you got kicked out because there was oh, yeah. a lot more to do had they chosen yeah. you, and it might have killed you. Oh yeah, and I, I said I don't. If I do get through, I might still leave. I can't yeah. do this. I think it would have been the end of Molly. She would have just evaporated in stress and anxiety. Yeah. So I just, I just, nothing is worth it for my mental health until the uh. next time someone really flatters me and then I'll say <laughs> yes. But you know, it hasn't happened since. What about you? Um, not sure about worst. Weirdest, I once did a map. They didn't really specify what the map was for and I was quite enjoying doing the map. And then I realised it was a map of locations where you could buy cannabis in uh, California. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's it's legal in California, so it's fine. But I was just happily drawing these like little monuments in California, like little trees, having a great time. And it was only when she asked me to to put the title on the map that it turned out, yeah, it was places to go and buy cannabis. Does she trick you? Well, I think I think she probably just really wanted the map. Yeah. And didn't want to scare me off. Yeah, she tricked you. <laughs> into illegal activity. Given no, a map not, for drug dealers. No, it's not illegal because it is it's legal in California to buy cannabis. Okay. And I really enjoyed illustrating the map. <laughs> but um yeah, it was just really funny when I was putting the type on it and I was like, Oh, that's what it's for. <laughs> oh my god, that is weird. Yeah. Whoa. Anyway, uh, right. Mm. I've got to. I've got to find my way back up now because we skipped down Sorry. to a question. That's okay. Uh, okay. Is it okay to be selective about the type of commissions you want to do? And again, yes, it's definitely mm. okay. It's your time, and you shouldn't do things you're not comfortable with. Like I, people in the past used to ask me to draw people, and I was really, really. Um, I was just unsure of my own style of drawing yeah. people. I would always say no. I have since conquered it a bit and can mm. draw people and, and I've realized it's okay I can do it and I yeah. do I do offer that now more but until you're confident with something if someone asks you to do something that's out of your comfort zone and you don't think you can do a good job then you you don't have to say yes yeah it's better customer service to say actually that's not the kind of thing I want to do mm. than to say yes because you feel you should and then do a really bad job yeah it's just better to be honest I always think that do you offer digital downloads with your commissions? See, Molly isn't a digital artist, so this question was came through my Instagram. <laughs> and yes, I do offer digital downloads. Um, I, I offer the digital downloads with like the house portrait, the wedding portrait, the wedding mm. couple's portrait because I they don't offer sell it on, are they? no, I don't offer digital downloads for any of my other artwork just because there's so many copyright issues there. Yeah. But when I've done the work for someone and it's their wedding venue or their faces and it's got their names on it in the title yeah. and stuff, I'm very happy to sell that as a digital download because then, you know, if they want to print off a copy and give it to their parents or something, that's yeah. fine. That's And by that point, they've paid me. So I don't think you have anything to lose from that. No. I don't think it's a good idea to offer digital downloads of artwork that isn't bespoke that you print yourself because I just think you open yourself up to people I mean you hope it won't happen but I think people could print it and sell it themselves then okay do you always specify how many rounds of edits are included in the price um I never did this and then got really annoyed when people kept (laughs) asking me to change the design and I didn't 
I didn't really enjoy that so much, especially as, so I have a, a style of wood engraving that isn't reflected in my style of drawing. So mm. I draw I draw a rough sketch and then you can tell like the reaction to the sketch is like, this is not what we signed up for. <laughs> and they just, like the, a lack of trust was quite common in commissions because of my sketches being different to my prints. Um, mm. And then it would, I'd have to really, it, I don't know, I just didn't enjoy having to rework into a sketch because I was like, but you can't see what I'm doing because I haven't started on the wood yet and the wood is where the magic happens. You know what I mean? Like That is tricky, yeah, because that's, they're two totally separate things. Yeah, and I just think I didn't help my cu- my customers feel like safe in the process and I wasn't enjoying it. I just, mm. I can't do it. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I... They quite, I quite often have little amends on my commissions that are listings that I offer, but they're never very big things, really. Mm. I mean, touch wood. So um, yeah. quite often, I don't specify, but in my head, I sort of think, I'll, I'll do sort of two or three amends, but anything over... Someone coming back to me for a fourth time and being like, can you also do this? I sort of think that's taking the piss a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of say by a point, I'm like, okay, this this is your last revision now. Because, you know, it's just taking up more of your time. And in, in from your point of view, you finished it and it's perfect. <laughs> so they're just being fussy and they should not be so fussy. Although I understand with a commission, they cost more money and you want it to be perfect. And I think you do sometimes just sort of have to say, yes, that's absolutely fine. I want you to get what you paid for and I want you to be happy with it. So that's fine. Mm. I mean, there's no harm in writing into the small print X many amends and then mm. you'll have to pay more because then you don't have the awkwardness of having to say that and them not realising that's a thing. I never have had to say that, but it, it as they say, like they're usually quite small amends. Like, yeah. can, can I change the background colour? Which for me as a digital artist is me going, uh, click, click, done. But a commission I did relatively recently... Like I, they kept saying it wasn't like tweak this. It was I want a whole new sketch, like multiple times, and I was losing my mind. I didn't mm. know what they wanted. They didn't know what they wanted. <laughs> like it probably took three weeks to get a sketch they were happy with. That's difficult. I think it's a so, lot easier to do commissions as a digital artist actually, because it's very easy for me to amend things. In fact, yeah. people have never asked me for a, for a sketch beforehand. I just do it. So I think maybe, and you're not going to do commissions again. But I think those people should have just gone. Molly doesn't. She doesn't draw like she's a wood engraver. So we should just trust her to just do it for yeah, us. Yeah, but people don't do that. No, I know, but it's tricky, isn't it? Because it's like you're saying, like, it looks so different as a sketch. Yeah. They're asking you to change it. You're thinking, yeah. well, it's not going to look like that anyway. So, yes, I can change that, but it's still not going to look like that. <laughs> yeah. The thing I found hard about commissions is it might take me six weeks, and I don't feel I can charge more than... I think the most I've ever charged is £1,500 for a commission, but that's six weeks' work, right? And and think how many prints I could make in six weeks. Like, And you can make so much more as a printmaker if you print 50 of something and sell them all for 100 quid. Yeah. And then you can make what you want to make as well. It's not Molly's thing. <laughs> it's not my thing. Hopefully we've answered some of your questions. It's okay if you don't want to do commissions to not do them, <laughs> but they can be good. They can, like, help you... You know, get new ideas, put you out your comfort zone, help you get some extra money. 
Yeah, and from the other side of the perspective, I don't love doing commissions. I'm not saying that they're my favourite thing because, you know, it's not really my own work. But from Mm. a business point of view, my wedding portrait um, is is one of my biggest sellers, continues to be so. And um, it probably is one of the reasons that my Etsy shop is so successful because it brings people in and then they end up buying other things. Mm. So I would say if you're comfortable with them, it's it's a really good way to make some money and that's what we're all here for <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do enjoy it most of the time as well because like the feedback I get is so lovely and and because a lot of the time yeah it's the wedding one so it will be people doing it for like a first wedding anniversary gift yeah and I just get the loveliest messages from people being like that was just the most lovely gift thank you so much so that that side of commissions is really nice yeah Nice. I don't know if I've ever had that good of feedback from commissions. Don't commission me. I don't think people <laughs> like it. I don't like it. They don't like it. No. Uh, this has been this has been interesting because we have got totally different viewpoints on it. Yeah. If if anyone sees me saying I'm doing a commission <laughs> on Instagram, I mean I don't know who would have asked me to say yes, but I must have been having a weak moment. <laughs> no, I think you should stay away from them. I don't think they make you happy and they definitely don't help your mental health. They don't make me happy and they don't make my clients happy. <laughs> <laughs> what a review. <laughs> you should put that on the top of your website. <laughs> no commissions. I actually think it says on my contact page, I don't do commissions. Just so <laughs> people don't email me. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, I really hate the question that was, uh, how should we approach you? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> don't approach me. Do not approach me. Just don't approach me. My price is a million pounds currently. Oh, I've done that before. I've charged so much money and they it always scares them away. That is another tip, yeah. If there is a commission, you're just too scared to say no. Just think of a price, triple yeah. it, send and back And then if they off. say yeah... It's yeah. fine, isn't it? Your because quid's in, exactly, exactly. So that is definitely a good tip if you're just yeah. not too sure and you don't want to do it. Me and Molly uh, had a lovely weekend in Devon recently and there is there is a funny story that happened there that I, <laughs> I love. What was the funny story? Well, the man who was like... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was so rude. It was so rude. So we went on a lovely walk to, was it Finkley Bridge? It was from Fingal Bridge towards, what's that castle? Castle Drogo. Towards Castle Drogo, this won't mean anything to the majority of you. Yeah. There was one of those maps at the beginning that, you know, you can do several different routes. There's like a two hour route, half an hour route, hour route. Anyway, I think we got there. It wasn't that far until lunch and the pub that we wanted to go to, Molly had said, they don't take bookings. And I could see the anxiety in everyone's eyes that we might not have lunch and I thought, oh. (laughs) It was Sunday lunchtime as well, just to add to that. So we we had to get there by, probably by by 12. And to be honest, we did get there at 12. And by like half 12, the queue was very long. So we decided, okay, we'll do the hour loop. Or it was maybe like 40 minutes. It was still like a decent walk. And had we, you know, had we had more time, we might have got to Costa Rica. But we were were part way along this walk. And the whole way we'd been behind this man. And we overtook him and then... It got to a point where we were like, okay, we need to turn around now because we need to get to the pub. And as we turned around, we bumped into him again and he said, with his most judgmental tone, you're not going back, are you? Where have you come from? <laughs> we we just stood there like, um, yeah, we're going to the pub now. And he honestly just couldn't have been more disappointed. So in much fact. shame. <laughs> so, so much, much shame. shame. He was like, 
I'm going to Castle Drogo. I walk this every day. <laughs> Bearing in mind, he was probably late 70s, maybe 80. It was like real public judgment and it was just really so unnecessary. Much he couldn't believe it. And then he was like, if you carry on for a bit, you can walk round across the river and come and go back along the other side. And we were like, how how far away is that? And he was like, oh, just 20 minutes. So we went, yeah, and then we're going to go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, I love a long walk, but we wanted food. And I said, to appease him, I said, don't worry, we're going to go have lunch. But then we're going to go for another walk after lunch. And we did do that. We explored we the other side that. after lunch. But I just think it was none of us just ex- none of us expected the sheer judgment that we received from him. But I feel like I might turn into him and there's been points in my life where I've really wanted to shame people, you know. I've I've had what, thoughts... What, for not walking far enough? No, just, for, you know, in life where you really want to say something to a stranger because you're judging them so much. And you stop yourself because <laughs> of social conditioning. Maybe when you reach the age of 80, you stop stopping yourself. I yeah. think what he saw is four young people and two yeah. dogs. And he thought, the youth of today yeah, can't even walk two hours. What are they doing? We couldn't even walk 40 minutes. We'd only be walking <laughs> for 20 before we turned around. I mean, the thing is, I was already feeling like this is probably quite a short walk. So I kind of agreed with him a bit. So I feel like I should have just jumped on, gone to Castle Drogo with the man. <laughs> Met you what, the missed, missed out on lunch? Yeah. Thanks, Molly. Uh, thank you everyone for sending in your questions and thanks as always for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and we will be back next week where we will be discussing... Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, yes. Thanks Molly. Yeah, well there was another, I can't remember, there was another topic We had another topic written down, yeah, Molly said don't want to do that. I didn't want to do it, so I came up with imposter syndrome, which, you know, is an interesting topic. And I think, I don't know if we will have pre-recorded it, so I'm not going to say email in your questions, but keep an eye on our socials, because that's where we ask for your questions most of the time. Um, If you have any questions and want to email us, you can contact us at outofinkpodcast at gmail.com. I've been thinking, we haven't thanked your brother since episode one and every time i edit the podcast and listen to the podcast i think what a good theme tune (laughs) it makes me so happy it's without no matter how good or bad an episode may be (laughs) the theme tune is the best bit we never have a bad episode oh well that's lovely well we'll thank him again so thank you to alex baranowski for the amazing music because mm. I love it and I wish it was like a whole song length so I could <laughs> listen to it all the time. And now we're going to be quiet so you can hear the lovely music because yeah. it is just the best. Jingle your way to the end of the episode. Now that was bad.